Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. Do not love the world, nor the things which are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, let's all say the last of the flesh, and the last of the eyes, and the, and the, and the boastful pride of life. All right, so these things in the world, the last of the flesh. So it starts with the last of the flesh. The last of the flesh. The last of the flesh. Shall we all say the last of the flesh? The last of the flesh. So these things are in the world. The last of the flesh. So, this is a man, human being created by God. You are a human being created by God. God, when God created you, there's something that we all have which God did not create. It is called the flesh. So when it says the last of the flesh, that word flesh there, it is what you have, what is in your life which God did not create. God did not create the flesh. (laughs) So where did it come from? In the first place, it is necessary to define the flesh. What, when you see the word flesh in the Bible, actually the Greek word is S-A-R-X, sax. It means one of four things. Number one, it means, both in Hebrew and Greek, I've forgotten the Greek, the Hebrew one, but it means um, all human beings created by God. Okay? So all human beings created by God sometimes is classified as flesh. Okay? So all collectively, all human beings created by God is flesh. Number two, it also means your physical being. So like flesh and blood, okay? This man is flesh, not flesh as evil, but humanity is human. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That's, I mean, physical things. So you are flesh and blood. And Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You can, it's not just your normal human nature in the blood. And then we have the flesh, which is the soft part of your body. So your body is made up of bones, blood, and flesh. Physical being, bones, blood, and flesh. So to eat the flesh, so human beings, when they, they eat the flesh of animals, like some of you, 
you like a lot of meat. Yeah, that's the flesh, the flesh of the animal. And then you manage to... It's the first time I went to Nando's, that was years ago. I hadn't been around for too long, but I bet because I was here before Nando, Nando's came. I think so. <laughs> and I was with some guys. I forgot. No, no. I was with some, some guys and we ate Nando's. And even up to now, to be honest, I need to confess, up to now, when I go to Nando's with certain type of people, like maybe my, my daughters or some of you, I get concerned. <laughs> because you leave a lot of flesh on the bones. So sometimes, what they say, they finished the, the, uh, the, is it the drum, the breast or the drumstick. Oh, there's so much you can eat from it. There's so much. Now, where I grew up, we scrap the bone and then break it and suck. <laughs> to suck everything from the bone. Yeah. I remember years ago, I think I went to Nando's, the same. I finished the bones. The guy came and said, where are the bones? <laughs> I said, you know who is sitting here? <laughs> okay, so the flesh on the bone, you see, that's the, so human beings have flesh, bones, and blood. So when you talk about flesh, the third one is the soft parts of the human beings. And then the last one, which is the main problem, which God didn't create, is the fallen humanity through the infect, inf, uh, infection of sin. So this is what happened. God created man without sin. And then man ate the fruit of the enemy. So Satan entered, and Satan is called sin. Sin. That's sin. That's a personality. It's not like an activity. All right, please remember. It's not an activity that entered man. It's a personality that entered man. So when you read Romans, watch this. All right. So so the blood of Jesus cleanses cleanses our sins, okay? But it does not cleanse our flesh. The flesh, nothing can be done about the flesh. The flesh is permanently bad. But when you are born again, you still have flesh. So now I'm not talking about just a, I'm talking about your human nature outside of God. Permanently damaged. So you cannot save your flesh. Jesus saved us, but he didn't save our flesh. That's why you can be born again and still have lust, have desires, have feelings, have tendencies. There are some of you here, after you became born again, you have fornicated. Even if not physically, in your mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said iCloud. 
<laughs> since you became born again. Yeah, a Christian. You see, when you are not a Christian and you see the Christians praying, and you think that, wow, one day I'll be like that and I'll be free. No. <laughs> How many of you have noticed that you are still not free? You are not free. Your body, the flesh, the flesh is not saved. God, Christ died and his blood washes as cleanses our sins. But he does not cleanse us of the flesh. This blood does not wash the flesh. The flesh can never be sanctified. Why? Because God did not create the flesh. Satan entered man and that Satan and the humanity became the flesh. So flesh is Satan. It's so Satan mingled that it must be killed. Flesh cannot be saved. Flesh must die. Flesh cannot be washed. Flesh cannot be purified. Flesh must die. So I have news for you. You are born again, but you are not happy with the way sometimes the last, your feelings, your emotions, and you feel that, I, I wish I could be a better Christian. Hello? It will never change. So there is something you have to do so that you don't come under the influence of the flesh or the influence of your, it's because the flesh and its lusts. Oh, thank you, Jesus. God's problem, <laughs> I have to say this carefully, God's actual problem is not the things you do out of your flesh. The problem of God is the flesh itself. Read, sit down, please. Read Galatians chapter 5. Verse 19. Galatians 5.19. Read it, please. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are... What, 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 what? The works of the flesh. When the flesh is manifesting, the works of the flesh are evident, which are what? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, Jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelings, and the like. Of and the like. So there are more. <laughs> All the things that are like this. Uh huh. Of. Watch this. Of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the you can't be practicing this and partake of God. But interestingly, he didn't say stop them. Hey, hello? He didn't say stop them. Then he goes on to say, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Against such, there is no law. Verse 24. For those who have crucified... Read it. 
And those who are Christ have crucified. Those who are Christ have crucified. Thank you, Jesus. Your target is, I don't want to behave this way. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be seen doing this. You shouldn't be doing this as a Christian. No, that's not God's target. God's target is the tree itself. So your target is the fruit. So you try and when the fruits begin to come, you cut it. But it keeps producing the fruit because the tree itself is the problem. God's target is the tree must be killed. Once you kill the tree, the fruits are not a problem. Do you understand what I'm saying? The flesh must be crucified. Bible says that for we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So what I'm trying to draw your attention to is the flesh is a problem. A problem for who? For who? (laughs) Don't you have a flesh problem? You do. The flesh is a problem for us. That's why sometimes you hear somebody who is a church leader has has done ABC. How? How? The flesh. What does that mean? That's why you hear that a Christian sister who has been very active in church, hey, baby, 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 hey, baby, has gone to get pregnant with somebody. Somebody's boyfriend or somebody's girlfriend or something of that sort. How? So does that mean she wasn't a Christian? No, she was. She was. But she, you are focusing on the fruits of the flesh. Let me tell you what that God, I'll shock you. Some of you think God likes. I'll tell you what God doesn't also like. That niceness, you're being so nice, but it's from the flesh. God doesn't like it. That person being backed from the flesh, God doesn't like it. That person being nice from the flesh, God doesn't like it. Because the flesh can never honor God and grow. Bible says that the flesh, to be fleshly minded is enmity. Nobody can, ah, this is what I'm trying to say. Romans 8, uh, 5, 7, or oh no, 8, 7. You cannot please God in the flesh. So even though you are doing that nice thing in the flesh, God said, I don't want to do it. Please. So what are you talking about? What should we do then? If we do nice, is it? If you do nice, is this? I didn't say if you do nice, it doesn't please God. All right, let me also make this clear. Um, the two of you should come. Just for analogy. This one is in the flesh and is doing bad things in the flesh. God forbid. This one is in the flesh and is doing good things. Which of them will please God? Which of them will please God? But Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, sorry, chapter 6 verse 7, don't be deceived. Um, uh, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man shall sow, so he shall. So if you sow bad, you reap bad. If you sow good, you reap good. So it's just good to do good. Mm. But it doesn't mean it's God to do good. 
Does that make sense? Doing good, religion tells you doing good is God. But doing good cannot be God. The only thing that is God is spirit. It says, for the time is coming and now is when the true worshippers shall worship him in spirit and in truth. Anything out of the spirit, outside, sorry, outside of the spirit can never be God. So someone can be so good, but it's not because he's doing that through the influence of the spirit which he has aligned himself, she has submitted himself to, but he's doing it because naturally he's a very disciplined person. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. And I, brethren, do not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as the carnal. Now, the word carnal means fleshy. Fleshy means that you are just flesh. All right. He said, I could not speak to you as to spiritual. So the opposite of spiritual person is a carnal person. Fleshly person. Spiritual person is not the one who is necessarily fasting 48 days. A spiritual person is not someone who is praying and sweating and shaking necessarily. Even though prayer is a necessary means to spirituality. You cannot be spiritual if you don't pray. You cannot be spiritual if you don't read your Bible. You cannot be spiritual if you don't attend fellowship. No, 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 no. no. See, many people have mixed what Christianity is. Christianity is believing in Christ as your personal savior. He died to save you. Believe that he died to save you. And you open your heart. It lives in your heart. Now you have to live from the spirit. Because the flesh, there's nothing that you can do about the flesh. How many of you have felt frustrated with your flesh before? Let me me see my hands. How many of you have felt frustrated? It is like, and it's not like even just last three years. Yesterday and this morning. And sometimes you are in church and you are frustrated till the flesh is troubling you. Yeah. You are in church and you see somebody and the person is annoying you so you don't like the person. You are in church, you are praying and you are looking at that person because the weather has changed. (laughs) Where is sleeveless? And a long, soft dress, and they are praying. <laughs> and the brother said, This is my flesh. God, I, God, you know I love you. What this thing? <laughs> and you know, before you became born again, you used to have a, a lot of struggles. And you thought when you become born again, that's why some people say, well, I'm not ready. Because I want to stop. You can't stop it all. You can't stop everything. One day I stop it. Unless you are waiting, most people are found out being a pastor, they are waiting for trouble. So when they are in big trouble, they have to look for God. 
Some people do better when their, wife, their boyfriends break their heart. Oh, yeah. They, they will see God easy. <laughs> yes. There are people here. If that guy had not broken your heart, you wouldn't have looked for God. By now, the way today's weather has been warm. Oh, you'll be sitting outside a pub with a pint of beer. Or, or you'll be on the park. By now, you are still on the park. You spread the cloth and you are sitting down and then he's sitting and, and your legs are crossing his legs and then... <laughs> so, when someone tells you, I don't think I'm good enough, tell him that nobody is good enough. He's not talking about allowing yourself to misbehave. But the flesh will always be bent away from pleasing God. Even the good things we do in the flesh, watch this. Let me show you something. You like this. Listen to this, and I think I will end. How many of you are born again here? And how many of you know when you became born again? You know when? Some of you are not sure. <laughs> You know when you became born again? Because it was at, at a point in time. When you meet people and you ask them, are you born again? They say, oh, I've been born again since I was born. That tells you, they are, they, they are not born again. They, they should have at least be a little smart and hear born again, the second one. It is, ask them, I mean again. Because I didn't say, are you born? Because I don't, obviously I know you are born. But born, how can you be born again since you were born? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I've met people for several years. They keep saying it. Oh, I was born again since my mother gave birth. I've always been in church. Ah, always being in church doesn't make you a Christian. Joining the Lions Club, does that make you a lion? No. <laughs> Sleeping in a garage, does that make you a car? No. <laughs> Some of you, if being in church makes you born again, this chair will be more Christian. This chair will be more Christian than you. And the keyboard, the keyboard, since this keyboard was made, it hasn't been to a nightclub pub anywhere before. It's always been in church. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, but guess what? Listen to this. If being born again make everything, makes everything about me born again, then my children should be automatically born again. But Jesus said, whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. It's not of God. That's why even though your father was an archpope, archbishop, <laughs> even though your father was chief apostle, your great-grandfather was senior bishop, <laughs> your great-great-great grandfather and grandmother were both prophets and missionaries. It does not change. See, when they, anything that came out of them was still flesh. So that means that the flesh doesn't actually change. Because I'm born again, but I'm still producing flesh. Did you see that? Jesus said that I've been born again is born not of the will of man, nor of the will of blood. John chapter 1 verse 12. Read it. John 1 12. That is many. As you seek him, verse, verse 13. Who are born not of blood, not of blood, 
of the will of the flesh. Is it flesh here? <laughs> no, of the will of man. No, of the will of man. Of God. So, to be born again a child of God, you must be born of God. I'm already born by my parents. But whatever is born of flesh is flesh. So, that's why you can't be born again from your mother's womb. And when you are born again, your children don't automatically become born again. Because whatever is born of the flesh is flesh. So what is the point I'm trying to make here? Your flesh never changes. But you can bring your flesh under control. You can bring your flesh under subjection. Say, there is nobody who is, who is a, so Christian that he doesn't feel anything. It's just so... The, the flesh cannot be saved. The flesh cannot be purified. The flesh cannot be consecrated. So what are you supposed to do to the flesh? Number one, you have to put the flesh to death. The deeds of the flesh. Put it to death. And then wait for the day when, watch this, watch this. Um, is it polystyrene? Polystyrene? Yeah. When you buy the TV and those, you bring it, you remove it. You remove the, the item, the microwave, you remove the microwave from the box and then take the polystyrene out of it, uh, from around it. And then you set it and plug it and start using it. You don't put the microwave on the side, side and put the polystyrene on, on the side as well. And then, no. Why? Because you just bought the microwave. Now the box, you actually, those of you who help the environment, <laughs> you, you recycle it. You flatten it and go and put it, depends on where you live, put it in the council, whatever, and then they come and take it away. But you put, you, are you, you, do you mean, do you mean you are throwing away the box you just bought? Why are you throwing away the box? Why? Oh no! First time I went and bought from Next, they asked me, do you want the uh, hang? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I came from Ghana. I want the hunger. <laughs> Please give it to me. Are you, when I, I go home, I'll never I'll find one. To, I want it. <laughs> what do you mean by do you want the hunger too? Yes, I do. <laughs> I didn't know that I wouldn't need it. You know? So when you buy something, what I'm trying to say is you buy it, you remove it from the packaging, and then what do you do to the packaging? You throw it away. If you don't intend to sell the thing back, you throw it away. All right? When Jesus comes, packaging, the flesh, this flesh is not, it's not going anywhere. So the way some of us are busy polishing our skin, it's okay, because I'm not talking about skin. The flesh is really kind of different, but the flesh will be done away with. So according to um, 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 uh, uh, Hebrews, according to Hebrews chapter, sorry, I said Hebrews, Philippians chapter, chapter 3, verse 21, 22, he said, we shall all be changed. What does it say? Who will transform our body? He will transform this body. Uh-huh. That it may be 
So that this body will be changed to a glorious body. Flesh doesn't have a place, place anymore. Did you see that? And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22 and 23, quickly for me. Verse 22. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. But each one in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, and when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. Read it. Did you read verse 21? 21. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. So we shall be resurrected in a, in a different body. The same body, but it's a glory, glorified body. When we resurrect, I know you, but it's just a glorified body. And, and then 40, from 42 to 44 and 50, 52 downwards, it's the same thing. It talks about, read the 42. 42. So also the resurrection of the dead. The body is served in corruption. It is raised in corruption. Do you see that? So this body is, is going to die in its corruption. So the point I'm going to make, I want to make is, until you die, you are stuck in this flesh. And you're a Christian, and this is what will be happening. You have to constantly mortify the desires of the flesh and its passion. Because the flesh will never help you to serve God. I normally tell gentlemen and ladies, if you are getting very close in ungodly hours and ungodly places, don't say I'm a Christian, so I'll be okay. Because your body doesn't fear God. Once your body is activated, he said, he's a God who understands. <laughs> your safety is to avoid certain atmospheres. You have to flee. Thank you. He said, flee, flee. You have to run away from it. Don't control it. You can't control it. Flee. So, you must know that this body of flesh never changes. So, in Romans chapter 7, it says that, in my mind, I serve uh, the law of God, but in my flesh, the law of sin. Then he said, who will deliver me? Verse 25 of Romans chapter 7. Who will deliver No, 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 25 rather says that, therefore, so then, read it. I thank God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, so then with the mind, and I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. You see that? So this is a Christian, but he has the mind to serve the law and then the flesh. If you won't go into the flesh, you naturally will not serve God. Many theologians have deliberated on this Romans chapter 7, thinking that maybe it was before born again, after born again. This is flesh. Flesh, whether you are born again or you are not born again, flesh is flesh. Whatever is born of flesh is flesh. And the, the passions and the desires of the flesh is, says the things that are in the world. It starts with the flesh. So what do I do? Romans 8, 13. Mortify the desires of the flesh by the spirit. Read it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will 
What are you supposed to do? Put to death. Something must die constantly. You have to put to death what? The deeds of the, of the, the body. The deeds of the body, the deeds of the flesh. So what, what this means is that you have to, you can do it by the spirit. By the spirit. You can do it by the spirit. Without the spirit, you are joking. You are just religious. Is somebody getting something? And what is going to affect you from the blessings God has for you is the flesh. Is the flesh. To serve God in the spirit. Serve God. Tell someone, serve God in the spirit. Tell somebody, serve God in the spirit. So when you see a Christian sister arguing with somebody, don't be like a Pharisee who say, ah, this person is not a Christian. The person is, but the flesh is now taking over. Yeah. Christian in the flesh. I was going to read First Corinthians chapter, chapter 3, but we're going to read that. Let's, let, because of my time, let's leave it. Christian in the flesh. Some of you are Christians and only God knows the, the level of lust you are struggling under. And sometimes, you know, when, before you become born again, you think once you are born again, every, and especially the first two weeks, it felt so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. When, I, when you are walking, it's like you are not even walking on, the, on earth. Like, like you, are, you are in the moon. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I can't have more of Jesus. I, can't, I love Jesus. And then maybe your ex sends you a text. He said, look. And you say, I'm even shocked. I shocked myself. This person sent me a text. I didn't even feel anything. <laughs> then a few months down the line, the person hasn't sent you a text. So you take your phone. He said, I don't know what it is. I just feel like sending a text to him or her. Yes. Suddenly he said, eight months ago, I remember he sent me a text. I didn't reply. I think I need to. <laughs> And it starts like that. By the time you realize, some of, there are people here, Christians, you mean it, you are genuine, but you are messing up. You are messing up with somebody, with your boy, with, the, with pornography, movies. Some of you, you are sitting in front. I, I know, you think I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The brothers here, it's not everyone who is okay. Some are struggling, but they, they are believing God. <laughs> believing God. I'm not saying it's okay to struggle. Because if you don't mortify the desires of the flesh, it will will terminate a lot of good things of God in your life. So I know you're struggling because of the flesh. The reason why you are struggling is because you are in the flesh. Walk in the spirit. How do I walk in the spirit? Feed your spirit. Watch this. Keep your mind on the things of the spirit. The things of God. Some of the, that's why I don't watch a lot of stuff. Some of us, the things you are watching are tuning your mind to be carnal, to focus your mind on the things of the flesh. It's not that that thing is evil in itself, but by the time you realize your mind has been focused so much in a certain direction, 
You know, there are times you are able to say no. Other times you just can't say it. So, the truth is, by the Spirit, you can put to death the, the deeds of the flesh. So that person who is always saying, I'm praying, and he said, oh, the Holy Spirit has been showing me a lot of things, you know. The Holy Spirit, we are like, I love, we are going to do outreach. I, I, I just, I, what? some people say, when I see people who are not born again, I feel so sorry about them. They, they want to look spiritual. The same person who, who can I love so, so much. You'll be shocked when he's telling you that Christian sister, oh, look at it. And the, the things that she will say about that other Christian sister, the other church leader, you are, you, that is what to tell you how spiritual they are. Don't let their revelation. I, the other time when I was asleep, God showed me. I saw seven angels coming down during the service. And the Lord told me when the pastor comes to church, he wear a grayish blue suit. He was, and then he come, and the pastor was, ah, it's not spirituality. It's not spirituality. Time will not permit me. I would have shown you. Paul told the Corinthians that you Corinthians, you are when it comes to spiritual gifts, you are behind in nothing. But maturity, you are low. You are babes. So you can have spiritual gifts and spirit, still spiritually babish, infantile. All the letters that were written to all the Christians in the Bible, like letter to the Romans, to the Corinthians, to the Galatians, to the Ephesians, to the Philippians, to the Colossians, to the Thessalonians, to the Timothy, Pastor. All those letters that were written, I'm telling you, the ones that were very carnal is the Corinthians, but they were the ones who were very spiritual. Read the gifts, the gifts of the spirit. It was addressed in Corinthians. The, the Holy Ghost manifestation. That's why it says that tongues. That's why it deals with tongues. When they come to church, you they will start speaking in tongues. But meanwhile, they have just eaten the communion that everybody's they finish it then. So they don't wait for anybody. Is it not first Corinthians 1 7? What does it say? 1 7. So that you, you come short and no the Corinthians come short in no gift. They were not behind in any gift. But in chapter 3 it says, I could not speak to you as spiritual, spiritual people, but to carnal people because you, are, you can't take it. You are infants. You are babes. And look at chapter 2 verse, verse 6. It said, spiritual, it says that we speak wisdom to those who are mad. Read it. However, you speak wisdom among those who are mature. So you can be matured and you can be a babe. You can be a mature Christian or a babe. Colossians 1.28 talks about maturing in Christ. Spiritual. When we say someone is spiritual, don't focus on gifts. He speaks in tongues, 120 tongues per hour. When he gets the microphone. When he gets the microphone, he's preaching. He can quote a lot of quotations. Like the way pastor is quoting. My quotation quoting doesn't make me spiritual. The, the fact that I'm able to preach doesn't make me spiritual. The fact that I saw something about somebody who had a dream and it's true. I pray, it doesn't make me spiritual. It doesn't make me spiritually mature. I can be flesh. The Corinthians church were the most fleshly church. They are fleshy and fleshly. 
Colossians 1.28, what does it say? He came and he preached, warned every man and teaching every man all wisdom, that he may present every man perfect in Christ. That word perfect in Christ is matured. You have come to mature. We will present you perfect in Christ, matured in Christ, fully grown in Christ. Wow. Wow. So you can be a spiritual babe. Ephesians 4.14. It says that, that you no longer be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. So you can be a child in, the spirit, in, in, in spirituality. Child. Do not be children. Wrong, um, 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 Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12 and 13. It says that I could not feed you with me. It says that by this time you should have been I have so much to say, but hard to say, since see, you are done of hearing. Even though by this time, you should have been teachers. You have the need that someone teach you again the elementary principles of Christ. You have become babes and not adults. It says that for he who is, verse 14, Hebrews 5, 14. But so belongs to those who are of full age. Can you imagine? Some people are of full age. Those are the people God can commit some deep things to. Some people are of full age. Yes, solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is, those who by reason of use have exercise, exercise to discern between good and evil. So by reason of use, as you practice God's work and walk with the Holy Spirit, you are growing. You are growing. There are, see, sir, there are certain people, it doesn't matter who does what against them, they won't be offended in church because they are too old, spiritually matured. Other people, even when you are coughing, you have to be careful. When they say, say, say to somebody, be spiritual. You said it, they're upset with you because they said, no, the way you said it, you are trying to tell me something. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> when I'm preaching, I'm careful. Because if I'm saying some things, it can offend some people and they will leave church. Because they are already babies. Babies are unstable. Uh, inconstant. You have to always, they have a very short attention span. Attention, sorry, attention, attention span. They have a short attention span. So you have to always do something new to keep them. You need different colors. They like different things. Receive it. Take it one. Take it two. Yeah, children. And when you go to university, they don't need a lot of diagrams. Did you receive something? Put your hands together for my love. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Caris Church on YouTube. Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.